All right, this is episode 973. Not really, I'm kidding. I don't know what episode this is of Boost Bariatrics Podcast, but uh, today I'm with Mike Grant. Mike is the CEO of the Surgery Center of Amarillo here in the Texas Panhandle, and Mike has a wealth of experience in the bariatric space and repping bariatric products, being in the OR with bariatric surgeons, and now running um, an ambulatory surgery center for, I'd say, one of the busiest bariatric clinics in the country, certainly, and probably one of the biggest cash pay clinics. So I thought this would be a great interview. Mike, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Well, Maddie, thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully this interview isn't the 973rd worst of your 973 podcast so far, and uh, hopefully it's just something that... um, Someone can pick up a nugget or two that helps them, you know, love to share and help out. And it's been a fun journey as we've, uh, you know, started, you know, this journey with getting the surgery center off the ground and going and, and now through, you know, accreditation and all the commercial insurances. So it's been a it's been a good process and love to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't thank my audience here. Okay. I've, I've got at least a dozen people that tune in every week here. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. This is, uh, I'm actually sitting in Mike's office. So this is a rare one. Usually it's via Zoom. Um, Okay, so let's start off real quick. Can you give a a one or two minute snapshot of your career in bariatrics before you got into the ASC world? Okay, Um, well, I'll kind of start you before. So, um, you know, went to the military straight out of college. I went to a military academy, was an officer in the Army. Um, Always thought I would see myself in kind of an operational or kind of a leadership role being in the military, you know, because um, going to a military academy, that's kind of your background, um, was getting out of the Army, um, didn't know what I wanted to do for sure, interviewed with a few different companies, um, and a friend of mine that was a year before me at West Point was a uh, rep for Ethicon, which is a and j Johnson & Johnson company, yep. and he loved the operating room, loved operating, you know, being around physicians, you know, nurses, clinical staff. Um, and he's like, dude, I love working for Ethicon. It's a great company. Um, and he's like, we do a ton with bariatric surgeons, all this stuff. So I actually shadowed um, a guy in, in Denver, Colorado, um, who was a you know the former army army officer, the guy of the military, went to work for Ethicon, or at the time it was Ethicon Endo Surgery, and then it came just became Ethicon. But um, so went to work for Ethicon. Um, and so I went and shadowed this guy for a couple of days. I was like, man, it's pretty cool. You're in surgery. You're helping, you know, talk to the doctors about all this advanced technology products. And, and, and I was like, this kind of fell in love with them, like the operating room, cool environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I loved bariatrics because we're literally like you're changing someone's life, you know. So, you know, a lot of times with surgery, someone has a surgery because of, you know, broken finger, okay, you got to go get your finger broken, you know, or you tore your ACL, it's something traumatic happened, and then it's getting fixed, Mm. or, you know, um, you have appendicitis, you get your appendix taken out. Um, One thing that when I talked to those bariatric surgeons that day, they're like, hey, we are helping provide a tool and a resource for these people to change their lives. And I could see the passion from the patients to the physicians to all the people in the room, it was like just this passion of you know, helping these people with something that was more than just like, hey, you tore something and you fixed. And nothing against anything like that. Those are great specialties. We do a lot of, you know, elective surgeries here and, and trauma surgeries here and, and 
things like that. But I could see that's kind of what spurred me into actually right. liking Ethicon was right. bariatrics in, in itself. So yeah. um, went to work for Ethicon, was at Ethicon for seven years, um, was kind of in the leadership development track with Johnson & Johnson and Ethicon. Um, didn't know where, you know, the career would go if that meant into getting up in, you know, different levels of sales management with Ethicon. Um, but I worked closely with, you know, the doctors here in Amarillo, Dr. Sneeder John, Dr. Nikoi, and then even Dr. Peterson before he joined, you know, their practice and was at Texas Tech, worked really closely with him and, um, you know, kind of looked at what do I want to do long term? Um, the family here kind of wanted to stay in Amarillo and, uh, the, the doctors kind of approached me, the physicians approached me about, hey, we, we really want to open up an outpatient surgery center. You understand not only operations from your time in the military, leadership time, you know, with managing people, but also managing supplies since you work for Ethicon and understand the vendor side of the world and the supply side of the world. And from everything that they've read, you know, managing kind of your supply cost in the outpatient surgery center setting is kind of key to, you know, your sustainability. So... Um, they said, Hey, do you want to open up this ambulatory surgery center? And we're going to focus on bariatrics. And I was like, sounds, sounds fun. So we started and we did our first case in November 1st of 2017. And, um, I think we're, we're getting close to doing over a thousand just weight loss surgery procedures now. Yeah. Um, I think we actually will get there in this next month in August. We nice. should hit our thousand, 1000 case yeah. for just bariatrics. So, um, but it's been a fun journey and learned a lot along the way. Sure. And yeah, I remember I was at the, the walkthrough here when they were building uh, before it was actually open. And then just to give some context, and I, feel free, tell me at any point if you say that's none of your business, I don't want to share it. Yeah. But the, the guys went out and recruited a few other partners and other specialties to put in this ASC. This ASC is in the medical district. It's got uh, how many ORs? Two. So we have two operating Two ORs with the capacity to expand to a couple more, right? A couple more. We have the footprint and the space to add on a couple yep. more ORs if we yep. ever need to. Yep. So they, they sold some equity to other physicians to start up. Uh, pretty competitive here. There's two other, um, what do you call They're not... Surgical eight, hospitals. Two, yeah. two surgical hospitals, two major hospitals. We're, we could hit all, the, all of those with a rock almost from here. And so got rolling and then... I have a very outside view, but there were some pretty big hurdles with insurance, right? That took, can you just give an idea how much longer from everyone's, everyone thought we'll start day one and we'll have, we'll be on insurance plans. And how long actually was it? Yeah. So, um, interesting, you know, when, you know, you go and you talk to other facilities that kind of went through this, or you talk to a consulting company that helps get, you know, surgery centers off the ground and taken off. Everyone presents a timeline and, and, a lot of times that timeline's not even close to what reality is. Um, so, and I wanted to touch on one thing you mentioned too. Originally, they were actually, the bariatric surgeons were just going to have this facility, was going to be their office, and then they were going to have their office here, and then just do their, a way to really reduce the cash pay price from the hospitals, because the cash pay price for the hospitals was a pretty significant number, and they wanted to really lower that cost of healthcare and lower the cost of bariatric surgery here, and they're originally going to move the office down here, and then we're one day a week we were going to do just the cash pay surgeries in the in the OR. And as they, you know, looked at buying the building and kind of turning this into a surgery center, there was a ton of other um, physicians in town that were like, "Man, we need an outpatient 
same day surgery center in town because there are some surgery centers in town, but they're all surgical hospitals, so they bill you know the hospital outpatient rate. So I think there was a need in town for like a true day surgery center that would you know help lower healthcare costs. People can go home the same day, um, and it just was an opportunity that a lot of other physicians were like, hey, we want to be a part of this. So. We originally started with bariatrics, and then we added a general surgeon, a couple of podiatrists, um, a neurosurgeon, so neuro and spine. And then now, I think today, there's overall 11 physician owners that you know are owners in the facility, yeah. um, and we have 14 physicians that operate here regularly, and 20 to 25 physicians that are credentialed. And we do everything from bariatric surgery, general surgery, neuro and spine, orthopedic, to include like total joint, sports management. Um, we do cardiac cases here now. Yeah. Um, so it's really kind of expanded. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's two operating rooms, and we do close to 200 cases, pretty much 200 cases every month. Yeah. So pretty busy, you know, for the two operating rooms. Just um, let me jump in because yeah. uh, I, I lost track of the numbers. How many admin staff on this side and clinical staff over there? Yeah, so here in, we have um, five people, I'd say, are in the business office side of the, of the surgery center. And then 17 people on the clinical side from instrument processing to materials to um, recovery, pre-op, and then operating new nurses and surgical techs as well. Okay. So 22 people overall in the facility. Okay. And then we have some part-time staff to help out, you know, a couple of days a week here and there on our yep. busier days, but yeah. Yep. Uh, what would you tell someone? We have another, uh, there's another bariatric clinic who's actually in the process of putting together an ASC, what, what, if someone said, what advice do you have, yeah. what would you say? Um, I would say, um, one, you know, pick good staff. Pick the staff that, you know, so have good people, surround yourself with good people. Two, set realistic expectations or it's going to take you a lot longer. And I didn't, and I failed to mention what you asked me earlier was the timeline and all that, which I'll get into in, here in a second. But um the timeline for um, getting on your Medicare license, getting on commercial insurances, is substantially longer than than they'll tell you. Everything takes longer, and then you re-sign something. You have to re-sign it again. That kicks contracts back 30, 60 days. Um, I would just say be patient and remember, you know, put your patients first. Always do the right thing, then eventually it'll work out. But hire good people, and then uh, just, you know, every day try making progress. But um, with us, so we opened in November of 2017. Um, we thought it would take 12 months. We'd get our Medicare license. We would get on all the commercial insurances and then go from there. And then we even thought, do we stay, do we not do a Medicare license? Do we not get accredited? Stay out of network and just bill insurance as well. I think healthcare has changed a lot to where, you know, where you used to be able to bill insurances out of network and all the things that insurances have gotten smarter. And a lot of times patients on their insurance plans don't even have out of network benefits. So it's meaning it'd be all patient responsibility. So when we analyze that, we didn't think it'd be the right thing to, you know, bill an insurance if insurance doesn't pay it and then have to send patients, you know, large balances and things like that. So um, we chose to go down the accreditation and Medicare route. And so we got our, we did our first case November 1st. Um, our accreditation, we used uh, a accrediting company, AAAHC, and they came and did our Medicare DEEM survey. That was in March of 2018. Um, and then, you know, I didn't then, get that. I'm sorry, that was my watch. I must have bumped, bumped the button on my watch there. Um, but so we got our Medicare license March of 18. Then you have to turn in, you know, anything that they find, you know, you have to write your right. things back. So we ended up getting our Medicare license in April. 
And then we were thought, okay, 30, 60 days, you'll get on all the commercial insurances. Um, well, that's the process that I think took a lot longer because you have to then get credentialed with the commercial insurances. So you're Blue Cross, United, Cigna, Aetna, Humana, First Care, or Baylor, Scott & White's another pretty big insurance here in Texas. Um, and that process really, um, we are just now getting Aetna August 15th of this year, so of 2021. So three and a half years <laughs> yeah. later, um, you know, Cigna we got pretty quick, Humana we got pretty quick. Um, Aetna was the first insurance company that we actually were credentialed with, mm -hmm. but then just negotiating your rates, mm -hmm. um, the insurance saying, hey, we want another ASC or ambulatory surgery center in your network yeah. or in your market area. Um, so all that kind of took a lot longer as yeah. well. And then one thing I think that we underestimated is, you know, you make some traction with, you know, your Blue Cross United Signetnas and then you're working with a lady, she understands what specialties you're doing here, kind of what your goals are, what their goals are, and then that person moves on. Right. And then another person does it. Well, and that takes you three Start to six over. months. Oh, yeah. So I think with, and I'll give Blue Cross Blue Shield an example, um, in August of 18, we thought we were almost finalized with the Blue Cross Blue Shield contract. We did not get our finalized Blue Cross Blue Shield contract until July, or actually August of 2019, yeah. because we had some, you know, some um, management personnel transitions in Blue Cross Blue Shield, and then we got sent the wrong contract and had to re-sign it, and then got sent the wrong one. Then the insurance loaded the incorrect contract, then they had to deload that from their payment system. Um, so just that whole process, yeah. you know, took a lot longer than we thought. Sure. So yeah. very, just very trialing, but you have to just yeah. be patient, stay the course. Yeah. And, uh, and no one's trying to make things, you know, I think that's the key thing that I learned is, you know, no one's trying to make things take longer. Yeah. It just does. So yeah. just be persistent, just stay, you know, kind, nice, and, and just follow up with them and it'll right. happen when it's supposed to happen. Oh, and be financially prepared to weather that. Yes, yeah, and, and and thank goodness for us. So I would say any facility trying to kind of open up, we did have that cash bariatric business. Right. So you know, since roughly thirty to forty percent of insurance plans don't cover weight loss surgery, so we we had the self pay or cash bariatric business to help keep us going and afloat. Because if you were doing this and all you were waiting on was insurance contracts, and you didn't have that base of business from self pay or cash you know, cash procedures, um, that would be hard. You'd have to have a, a lot of capital money built up right. to help get you through, you know, that timeline and weather that storm. Yep. So that's kind of really what helped keep us afloat until we got going, you know. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm up here, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're running a, a big restaurant because, you know, in a restaurant, the, the two main things are the cost of food and, and having too much employees or too little. Yeah. And it seemed like, you know, the biggest growing pain for you guys was managing all the materials for all the different specialties, managing, making sure you stay on top of your costs with those. And also, you know, as you're growing, managing staff, because it's like every day it changes from, oh my gosh, we're way overstaffed. This expense is killing us to, ah, oh, we're way understaffed. We got to, we got to ramp up. Yeah. Is that, well, I think it's kind of, you're kind of fine. Now we've kind of gotten that sweet spot and we understand how many people per day, yes. but as we've added on specialties, physicians, insurance contracts, you know, there's some days we're doing, we'd have one, we'd have weeks where we'd have 14 cases on Thursday and we, you know, 
you're running around like crazy and it's super busy and then Monday there'd be like three. Yes. So now it's kind of leveled off every day and we've kind of adjusted physician block times, looked at huge using the OR and how do you get to a consistent level where every day you have the ORs are being utilized but there for a while we'd have, we'd be here from seven till seven on Thursday and then two cases on Monday. Right. Um, but that's kind of leveled out now and you know it's hard to staff that when you have a few days a week where you're not doing anything, a few days a week where we're a lot busier. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and it's inconsistent. So you can't really offer someone a full-time job if you don't have that consistent volume, case volume. Um, so the staffing was kind of challenging. We kind of, what we started, we were just doing one day a week. So we we're just doing Thursdays. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, we want to add another day. Well, it made sense to add it just on Wednesday. So when we got our Medicare license, we just did cash on Thursday, Medicare on Wednesday. And it was easy to staff because it was just two days a week and we'd find part-time people to work Wednesday, Thursday. Right. Well, then we added on Tuesday. Well, then we added on Monday. And then we added on Friday. So it's kind of grown. And then it was Friday, just one room. And then it went Friday to both room yeah. staff. So it kind of just grew as we kind of grew and got more surgeons coming over and operating here. Um, but with us, you know, doing so many different surgical specialties, um, you know, my kind of background, I was used to the laparoscopic equipment, bariatric equipment, and really understood the supplies in those in that space in that kind of market area and then as we added orthopedics neuro and spine a lot of those procedures are very heavy implant costs mm -hmm. um and you know us being the only ambulatory surgery center there are um you know surgical hospitals well hospital gets paid for the exact same procedure we do hospitals getting reimbursed sometimes double right. what we are so we have to be very cost conscious and um I think that that's a change for kind of the supply and vending world because they're used to in this area dealing with the hospitals right. um, and you know something where you know they're used to a implant costing let's say twenty thousand dollars and the hospital's making thirty on the case that's a great case well when we're making seventeen on a case and the implants twenty thousand that's not going to work you <laughs> know right. so we kind of had to really go to the those you know companies and say hey like we really need to help partner with us you right. know. Um, and we can't make some of the, you know, the prices you're used to selling the hospitals work. And, um, and it's just been a huge learning curve as we've added on, you know, all these different specialties. But um, I would say that definitely the supply cost, I mean, that's, you know, you're going to make or break a place based on kind of what you use. You know, sta you know, staffing is important and then supply costs is right. even, even more so. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think from your first case until now, you got, you are the only true true uh, ASC in the area within, I don't know, how many miles? Well, yeah, so there's there's other ambulatory surgery centers in Amarillo, but they're all single specialty. So yes. there's, you know, other other ASCs in town, but they're all single specialty. Right. We're the only true in, you know, I think out, probably outside of here to Dallas or um, true multi-specialty ambulatory surgery center, which is a day surgery center, yes. you know, in, in Amarillo in our market yeah. area. So, yeah. Well, that's great. You guys have, I mean, you you we're able to drastically cut the cost of cash pay bariatrics and keep that where it is. And are, they do uh, sleeves here. Are they doing switches here? Yep. So we, we do duodenal switches, um, gastric sleeves. Wow. So we started doing duodenal switches in August of 2018. Yeah. Um, so about a year, close to a year after we opened, you know, um, a little less than a year. And now, you know, our, our sleeve patients go home on average two hours, 17 minutes to be precise wow. after surgery. Yeah. And duodenal switches go home a little over three hours after, wow. Man. after their surgery. And all the patients, you know, have, have done great so far. So, yeah. um, 
you know, I think it's just a testament to physicians and the, and the staff and the recovery staff yeah. really setting that expectation up front with the patients about, hey, we're going to get you up and walking, we're going to move you around, and you're, you can go home the same day. So I think patient education, patient expectations, um, and really setting all those up front really yes, helps. Absolutely. That'd be something that you can do and send them home the same yep. day. Uh, do they do links here? Um, we do. We do the wow. link surgery. Yeah. Cash pay links? Um, so we've done a couple cash pay links, okay. but mainly, you know, parasophageal hernia with the links repair yeah. um, is covered by some of the major insurances, yeah. so we do those here. Okay. So. Well, man, you guys, uh, we've seen all the patient stories that, that have come in of people saying how grateful they were because they, you know, they got quoted a certain price at the hospital and they just couldn't afford it and they get even superior level of care here you've got like 100 five-star google reviews yeah. 176 i think yeah okay yeah. sorry 200 yeah. yeah. five-star google reviews so it seems like the market is appreciating it um yeah i think the last question i would end on is what's the hardest part about running an asc um i think it's just because there, there, that's a there's that's a difficult conversation because it kind of changes you know so yeah. As we're newer, I think it's different when you're in the growth startup phase. You know, the most difficult thing was being patient, continuing to go to insurance companies, um, you know, and then now it's just, okay, we have the day-to-day -day stuff down. We do the same procedures pretty much consistently. You know, it's just how do we fine-tune. So before it was, hey, let's do any really case we can get, let's do. And now we're at a point was how do we fine-tune how do we make it more efficient? How do we get more efficient with time back in the OR? How do we get more efficient with the supplies we're using? How do we get more efficient staffing, you know? So now it's kind of just really fine tuning and, and getting everything kind of iron, ironed out. So it's really, we always say, well, let's sharpen that stick, get that stick sharper, you know, every day. So I'm just trying to improve on the processes. Um, and then just day-to-day -day management, you know, it's, it's always, has its challenges but it's been a lot of fun I, I can only imagine yeah and also i i want to throw out there i think because of what you guys learned through this whole process you guys now do a fair bit of consulting for hospitals and other ascs around is, is that yeah correct accurate? so um kind of with this we we had hired a consulting company to kind of help us up get up and running and um you know some of the struggles and frustrations with that led us to think like hey if we were to go through this again what were things that we would want to really help walk us through this process and the lessons we've learned. I mean, it's, there's been a ton. So um, we kind of set up our own consulting company and, and um, we've had hospitals, other ambulatory surgery centers come here and do a site visit, see what we do for pre-op recovery back in the OR, how we, you know, are able to send patients home, you know, same day. Um, you know, and we started doing like, for example, we started doing outpatient total knees at the beginning, you know, the patient stayed eight to 12 hours, you know, every once in a while that happens now, but now the patients are going home a couple hours after surgery and, you know, doing well. So, um, we've had a lot of places reach out and just want to come and kind of see what we're doing and also ask, how did you get these, you know, on your insurance contracts yeah. and, you know, what were your steps from when you finished construction until you got on commercial insurances? What are all the steps that you need? So we've helped kind of, you know, guide and coach some other facilities through that whole process yeah. as well. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, and if anybody has questions about that, just, you know, hit reply or I'll, I'll share Mike's contact info too. Um, I think that's good and we're, we're about 20 minutes in, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'll hit the stop button and we'll, okay. we'll close it up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Matty. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike.